Hey everyone, Steven Jensen here with Jesse Davin, below me in audio form, as per the norm as of late, but hopefully we'll get her back on screen pretty soon. We're going to be doing AEW All Out Predictions today, really big show, possibly the biggest show in AEW history, so I'm pumped for it. Before we get started, Jesse, how you doing today? Doing all right. If you hear a little bit of a baby show in the background, I apologize. I'm doing my best. The baby is like teething so bad today. She's been crying since 6 a.m. and we had to go on a walk at 7:30, so it's been great. But um, other than that, we're doing good. So I do apologize if you hear some like square one, two, three, A, B, C, <laughs> like anything like that. I'm I have it down low, but um. Yeah, other than I'm really excited for this pay-per-view. I'm super hyped for Dynamite tonight, Rampage on Friday. Things are going to be fun. Yes, and before we get started, if you want to let everyone know a little bit about the uh, new show you're doing with Jamie Kilstein, so they know where to find it. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, okay, so Jamie Kilstein, the comedian, and I have started a new podcast. It's called K-Babes, and it's basically, it's going to be reminding everyone why they love wrestling. We've... uh, Already had a big interview with um, a big person already. We have two more interviews lined up with two other really cool, noteworthy big people in the professional wrestling world. We had some really insightful conversations with this person. And, um, yeah, it's called K-Babes. If you search K-Babes on iTunes and Spotify, it shows up. And if y'all could, it would do me a huge favor and go to iTunes. Uh, search K-Babes, find the podcast, and rate it five stars, and write a review. Like, write a really good review if you like it. Uh, that'll really help us out on there as well. Uh, we don't have any Patreon or anything like that yet. But, yeah, it's just called K-Babes, and we're going to have fun, and we're doing it, and we've got the ball rolling. So, yeah. Yes, happy that you are doing that show. Um, <clears throat> geez, sorry. I feel like I've got okay. some caught in my throat for the last two days. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And, uh... And yeah, Corey already sent a super chat. Thank you very much, Corey. Uh, Rock. Yes, as always. It says, this is Corey giving his uh, predictions for the show. So I'm going to read these out in a second. Um, for those of you watching, as always, super chats, donations, make sure that your questions, predictions, uh, comments, everything will be read out on the show. We'll do our best to give you your money's worth and uh, read those out and answer your questions. And once again, for your predictions, just send them like Corey did. I'm going to read them all out. They'll also all go on the audio form of this show the following day on the Fight Talk podcast feed, so all those people will still hear your questions and uh, your predictions and all that stuff there, too. Corey says, I'm going for Punk, Jericho, Kenny, and Lucha Bros. <clears throat> um, Kenny and Lucha Bros. Oh, I guess in separately in two different matches. Uh, we have, uh, he's got Eddie Kingston, Penelope Ford, Britt Baker, Moxley, and Andrade. So, yeah, there's a lot of good predictions there. I'm going to vary a little bit with you on some of those, but I appreciate you sending those in, Corey. Thank you very much. Thank you, Corey. You rock. I hope you're feeling better. Yes, for sure. I I, I just talked to Corey the other day. I hope hope you're feeling better as well, man. Um, And, and yeah, once again, if you send a super chat, you can do it right through YouTube. Donation link is in the description below. Both work the same way, and, uh, yeah, it's the best way to guarantee your voice is heard here on the show, because me and Jesse have ten matches to talk about here at Double or Nothing, or sorry, at uh, All Out, and, uh, we'll probably shoot to do this for about an hour or so, so, um, anything else, Jesse, before we get started on the predictions? Uh, no, I don't think so. (laughs) Cool. Well, we can start off with the pre-show match here. We got the 21-woman Casino Battle Royal 
for a AEW Women's World Championship title shot. The confirmed participants so far, we have Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, Tay Conti, Diamante, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, Hikaru Shida, Amy Sakura, Jade Cargill, Kira Hogan, and then there's eight to be determined. So, as far as a prediction, Jesse, I guess, like, who of the confirmed, like, if it was one of the confirmed names that wins, who do you think it'll be? And also, who do you think we might get as uh, some of the eight uh, mystery entrants in this one? Uh, gosh, the eight mystery entrants, I that I, I, I would assume some would be from Impact. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, I did a show last night with Doug where we talked a, a bit about this, and um, I'm seeing it in the chat already. Ruby Soho is a pretty obvious um, yeah, probably yeah. probably going to be at the show. Um, and she has a good chance of winning the whole thing as well. She's going to come in with a lot of hype and a lot of buzz. Um, yeah, but as sure. far as like impact, like I really want to see, uh, Jordan Grace, um, yeah. you know, obviously Deanna Perrazzo, especially with her collecting belts and everything she's been doing. So, um, if I had to, if I could pick two women out of impact, those would be the two it would be Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo. Um, I'd like to see Rachel Allring as well. I, I like her a lot. Um, yes. Sorry, what was that? I said yes. Yeah, I, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I I completely agree with you. I think those two names, especially Jordan Grace. I just really love Jordan Grace. I love her. I I want to see her here. I like you said. I think Ruby Soho is pretty much a shoe in. Uh, I think she is a favorite to win. However, of the names that have already been announced, for the sake of variety, I would like to see Penelope Ford. I think that she's She's not green. She's talented enough. She's a big enough name. We've seen Nyla Rose. We've seen Thunder Rosa. Um, big Swole I would like to see as well, but, you know, she's been gone because she's had a Crohn's flare. Um, so I, I just want her – I care about her health, and I want her to get back in the ring and get used to the swing of things before she gets a championship shot. Um, but I think I would pick, of the names announced, Penelope Ford. Um, of the surprises, I think Ruby Soho – could just walk right in and get a title shot. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with, like, I think if Soho's in the match, she'll probably win it. Um, of the announced names, I'd go with Jane Cargill, but I also, okay. it just depends on when they were going to really, like, really push her, because, like, it's going to happen. Um, it's going to happen. She's just so green still. Yeah, yeah, She. I mean, she is, but I... It, 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 it all depends on the timing of, like, when they want to do yeah. a big push for her. Because, like I said, like, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of, like, do they do it right now or do they wait longer? But if they wait longer, does some of, like, the shine kind of wear off because, like, she's not winning, um, like, big matches consistently? I don't know. I, I, I think they have – I think Jade's going to be a really big part of their future. Um, it's just a matter of, like, you know, the timing. Um, I think Thunder Rosa is... They hit this, the go button, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, when I think, like, Smart Mark Sterling is a great manager for her and stuff, too. Like, they're... they're oh, they're, perfect. They're setting yes. her up really well for success. It's just going to be yeah. up to her to, like, grab the ball and, like, run with it when they when they give her the ball. Um, I think Thunder yeah. Rosa, you know, she'd be, like, the best option, I think, to win of, of all the announced. But... I don't think they're going to do Thunder Rosa and Britt again this soon. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they will run that back again, though, at some point. Like, that match was way too good 
to not yeah. do that again, uh, like sometime in the next year or so. So, um, so yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting potential here, but I'm gonna say for the sake of who's a, who's announced, I'll say Jane Cargill, but. Um, if Ruby Soho is one of the mystery entry, you know, even, I mean, if Deanna Perrazzo's in it, like, she could damn well win too, because, like, you know, she's belt collecting. Like, if she can get a shot at the AEW world title, and, and I really want to see her and Britt, like, that's, you know, they've, they've really teased that, uh, you know, as well. So, if they can get Deanna, I want her to win the whole thing, but we'll see how it all, how it all plays out. Yep. After that, we've got, John Moxley versus Kojima. This match, I think, is going to be really damn good. It's just everyone kind of had their hopes up for Tanahashi, and Kojima yeah. is not Tanahashi. Like, it just I just got to keep it real. But yeah. but Kojima is still really damn good, and he is a legend. And Moxley has had good matches against guys like you know uh, Nagata and stuff like recently and. Um, even like, you know, a couple years ago, his stuff with Minoru Suzuki was awesome. Yes. And, you know, so I think that, uh, and then Kojima had a match recently at Impact against Joe Doring that I thought was really damn good. A really good one-on-one match. And I think this is just going to be hard hitting kind of New Japan style. Uh, and, and I, I think I, this is awesome that Moxley keeps doing this forbidden door stuff. Like he keeps wrestling new japan wrestlers he's like popped up in gcw like he's really he's really staying like really really relevant and important while while not being the champion which you know i i think it's worked hard out huh it's hard to do and he's yeah. really doing it. yeah yeah for sure um so yeah i think it's gonna be a really really good match but like i think it's pretty obvious that moxley's gonna ha- gonna win this one uh what do you think yeah, I completely agree. Sorry, the baby's on my phone and she like turned off my cell phone service, turned on airplane mode. Um, no, I think, yeah, I think Moxley gets the win here. Uh, it's pretty much a given at this point, you know, unless Tanahashi comes out or something like that, which I doubt. Yeah, um, I doubt because if they had him, he'd just be wrestling Moxley. Yeah, and, and you know, with COVID and everything, you just gotta be super careful these days. She's filming a video. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Already getting um, that internet clout. Yeah, ah, not don't film me, please. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna pick John Moxley, and I think this will be a really hard hitting match. I think it's gonna be a really good match, but it's gonna be that New Japan style where it's kind of a slow build. I feel so. It's gonna, you know, the AEW crowd. I mean, they've been so hot and they've been good, but you know, these New Japan matches tend to be a little bit quieter. <laughs> they tend to. You just got to be patient with them. So we'll see how the crowd takes it. But I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be hard-hitting, big, meaty men slapping meat. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the opener either because, like, they can have Moxley come out the wild thing right at the beginning of the show and all that. Um, Throwback with a super chat. Thank you very much, Throwback. Good to see you in here, man. Good to see you. Yes. Hope you're doing well. It says, for the first time in a long time, I'm excited for this. I'm hoping to actually get this pay-per-view and watch it. Punk is one of my favorite wrestlers, and I hope they give him the win and rematch at full gear. He puts Darby over. Interesting. Um, I'm glad you're pumped up for the show throwback. I mean, this is a really, really exciting time to, to be a wrestling fan, for sure. Yes, it is. Thank you so much, throwback. I, I think, I know, we'll talk about that match 
later, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's going to be definitely super-duper interesting. Um, I wonder what will happen. It will be pretty cool to see. But thank you so much, Throwback. really appreciate you. Appreciate all of your support and your love. means a lot to me, man. I really hope you're doing well. I've been praying and thinking about you and just hoping that you're doing okay. Yeah, yeah, we hope you're doing good, Throwback. Um, and yes, we will definitely talk about uh, Darby and, and Punk here in just a, in a minute for sure. Um, after that, we got Pac versus Andrade El Idolo. Andrade will probably have Chavo with him. Uh, Jess, you're up first on this one. How do you feel about this matchup, and who do you think wins? I think it's a great matchup. I think this will be a lot of fun. I think this, you know, this could have like a match of the night potential. Like, steal the show. I mean, obviously, you know, CM Punk is a big deal, but, like, this, it's like, people are sleeping on this one, I think. I feel like. And I, I think it's going to be really, really good. I feel like Andrade has to get the win here. Uh, however, this is one of those where it's like in AEW. The beauty of AEW is there are matches where either person winning won't make me mad. Right. Like, it makes sense for both of them to win. Um, but I, and, and with these, like, nobody gets, Nobody hurts from a loss here. I feel like Pac's not going to hurt from a loss. Andrade might, actually. Yeah. I don't think – it's still – I feel like he needs to get the win. So I'm going to pick Andrade. But I think this is going to be a really, 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 really fun match. Yeah, I think it's really important that Andrade wins. Um, Pac, the, the interesting thing with Pac is that he – AEW has a lot of faith in him. Like, we saw Pac – you know, take out Kenny Omega early in, in AEW. Um, we've seen him as like a title challenger level guy, and he's never really dipped from that. Like he's always been kind of like an upper, an upper mid card to main event type guy. Um, but with Andrade, like they, I don't think that AEW's done the best job of like building and getting people interested in Andrade. I think part of the problem with that is like. Vicky Guerrero. I don't think people like the pairing of him and Vicky. Um, I like the idea of the whole kind of like Latin stable, but yeah. But the problem now with that is like if they have access to Ric Flair, they need to just scrap that whole thing and just do Andrade with Ric Flair. So, yeah. Um, and I think that's where they're gonna head. I think Ric Flair is gonna be at the show. I think he is gonna come out with Andrade. I think they're gonna do something to where they. I mean, I don't know if it'll exactly how it'll play out, but I think ultimately we're gonna start getting Ric Flair and AEW starting at the show. So that was freaking cool. Yeah, I mean, and it was awesome. Like Ric Flair came out with Andrade at Triple Mania, and he was in the ring like chopping Kenny Omega and stuff. It was awesome. So crazy. Yeah. So I'm, but it's just one of those things. Like Andrade lost to Kenny at Triple Mania. I know that isn't in AEW, but like. There is ties there, obviously. So yeah. Andrade, I just think, I think if the, if AEW wants Andrade to be seen as like a legitimate main event level guy for them, he has to win this match. But, you know, but as you were saying, like, even in losses, AEW does a good job of protecting people that lose. So like, I could definitely see a scenario where it looks like Pac's gonna win and then some, you know, bullshit happens where like, you know, something Did happens you, to take Pac oh, off his game, huh? Did you see Death Triangle turning on him, maybe? I I think it'll... Either Death Triangle will turn on him, because that's, like, kind of the obvious thing, which is still fine, like, because it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I kind of have my hopes up for, like, 
Now, part of this is going to get screwed up because I, w- I was hoping that we were going to get Roosh in AEW soon. But, oh. but he just got surgery on a... He had, like, a pretty bad injury. I gotta look it up again. I saw it yesterday. He is... I saw a Fightful headline. It says, uh, yeah, he undergoes emergency surgery. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, And I can't remember if they disclosed what it was on. But the reason I bring this up is because, you know, Roosh lost the Ring of Honor title recently. And he has the history with Andrade... And I, I fit, and so does Tetsuya Naito, who I really want to see in AEW as well. And I was hoping they were going to have, like, they're going to be teasing Death Triangle was going to split from Pack, but I, the, like, Death Triangle winds up staying with him, and that's how we get the debut of Naito and um, Roosh with Andrade. That would be like a sick trios team that could go up against uh, Death Triangle. And I also think AEW is going to introduce trios titles. Um, sooner than later as well. So, um, that all being said, if Rouge isn't coming in anytime soon and they don't have a backup plan, which they could, I mean, they could get Dragon Lee, um, come in. So, but, I mean, I think at the end of the day, Andrade needs to win. And it wouldn't be the worst idea for Death Triangle just to turn on him here, especially if, see, here's the thing with the Andrade and Death Triangle storyline. Andrade is promising them gold. He's like, if you come over to me and leave Pack, like I'm gonna make you guys champions. Like we're gonna like run things. And but but Andrade needs to be a winner to for anyone to buy into all this. I think he needs to win clean. He needs to win for sure. But he also, if he wins. It's almost like if he wins, he also needs to help Death Triangle beat the Young Bucks for the titles later in the night. Oh, yeah, that's true. But that's all, but I don't, we'll get to that prediction in a second, but like, but I could see that potentially happening. Death Triangle helps, helps Andrade, and then Andrade is like, all right, awesome, like you guys got me that, helped give me that W, I'm gonna come through on my end now, and we're gonna win you guys the tag team titles. Like, yeah. So, we'll see how it all plays out. I think at the end of the day, Andrade needs to win. And I think Pac's a great opponent for him. So, should be Perfect. all good. After that, um, are you first on this one? That kind of, this is gonna be, uh, this will be a quick prediction probably. We got Paul White versus QT Marshall. Uh, how do you feel about this being on the pay-per-view and who do you think wins? Eh, I'm not hot about it being on the pay-per-view, but I mean, I get it. Oh god, don't. Call, don't call 911. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, Paul White, you know, I, I'm going to pick Paul White to win, obviously. I mean, I guess a good QT Marshall squashing is pay-per-view worthy. So I guess that's okay. But it should be quick. It should be just super fast. Yeah, that's how I feel like it'll most likely go down. Um, you know, I, I really hope Paul White can start using the Captain Insano name soon. Like, that would be yeah. awesome. Because um, I know, like, AEW has talked to Warner or whoever who owns it from the Waterboy about doing that. Because this Paul White just seems so bland. Like, I keep calling I, him the big show on I'm accident. So. I'm so vanilla. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of people online that call him Tall Paul also, which I think would be kind of funny. Um, that is funny. But, I th- so I think my prediction is Paul White. I think it'll be really quick. 
But I think it's, there's also a chance that this is how they reintroduce Anthony and Gogo. Because, like, they could have a Gogo come in and knock out Big Show. Because, like, you know, oh. Paul White's got, like, the boxing history and a Gogo. Like, I'm sure they still want to push him whenever he comes back. Um, yeah. So, we'll we'll see. Um, yeah, but I think my, my gut is that they'll just have Paul White just destroy QT. I mean, the, the real... <laughs> The real money match for Big Show in AEW is Shaq, like them one on one, which absolutely. Yeah, I still want to see. I mean, I remember them squaring off in WCW, like them being in the ring together in WCW in like '95 or '96 or whatever, like in the ring, and it was like this one. Shaq was still with the Orlando Magic, and it was like, oh my god, if these guys ever wrestled each other, and like the WWE teased it throughout the years, and they just never yeah, they did it. Yeah, one year. Yeah, they, yeah. There's been like multiple run-ins with them and them facing off, and it's just they, they've never done it. And I think AEW was clearly going to do it. So you don't really want to have Paul White like losing to QT Marshall and then like building a match with Shaq. So like I think the smart thing is just have Paul White just destroy QT Marshall. And QT is really good at, at selling. I mean, QT is actually a really really damn good in-ring wrestler. He just he looks very average, so it's kind of weird. Um, you don't take him that seriously because he just like looks like someone's dad, but like yeah. he actually can wrestle really well. Yeah. So I think he'll come out and he'll uh, he'll sell for Paul White and make Paul White look good, and it's kind of Paul White's reintroduction uh, into into the wrestling. But I'm sure he'll just be like a novelty, like once you know maybe once or twice in the ring a year kind of thing, which is which is what it should be. So um, after that. This one's interesting. We got Chris Jericho versus MJF. If Jericho loses, he's saying he's going to retire from in-ring competition in AEW. They've, they've made that really clear, too, over and over. Like, they keep mentioning, like, in-ring in AEW. They haven't said, like, he'll never wrestle ever again anywhere else. So, I think that's kind of an out, potentially. Because um, I think MJF has to win. Like, he has to win this match. He has to win this feud. And I think, ultimately... Long term, I think what they should do, if Jericho isn't going to actually retire, because I just don't think he, there's any reason for him to actually retire now. Like, there's a lot of people he can still wrestle, a lot of fresh matchups. Forbidden Door, he can wrestle. If you wanted to do another deathmatch, he can literally show up in, in GCW and, like, blow the roof off. Like, he can do whatever he wants in the world of wrestling right now. New Japan, anything. So, I think MJF has to win. I think it retires Jericho from AEW competition. He goes on to commentary, like, full-time, because that's what he's been talking about. But then, like, six months from now or something, like, one of the big pay-per-views, Sammy Guevara beats MJF to get Jericho's career back. That's, that's like, the long-term story I want to see play out. So... That's what I'm going with. I'm going with MJF winning here, and then, like, sometime in the future, Sammy Guevara will beat MJF, and Jericho will be able to wrestle again. That's my prediction. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you know, Chris Jericho, I mean, with Cody, he's like, I can never wrestle for the AEW World Championship ever, ever, ever. And with Cody, it's like, come on, he's got to keep that part of the deal. But I feel like initially for Jericho, if he retires, people will be okay with it, but people will not bat an eye if he unretires, you know, six months down the line. It's not that big of a deal. It's Jericho. Jericho kind of gets a pass on things like that. And I agree with you. I think MJF needs to win. I feel like MJF 
would solidify himself as the next generation, the next generation heel for retiring Chris Jericho, sending him to commentary. And I do agree with you, and I, I didn't even think about that until you said it. Uh, it would be a great uh, story arc for someone like Sammy Guevara to help Jericho return back to the ring. And um, I think it makes sense long-term. I think it makes sense short-term for MJF to win. So I'm going to go with MJF. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think it just has to be... this. You can't have this this whole feud and all this and, like, and then Jericho win. I mean, Jericho's my favorite wrestler of all time. You know what I mean? Like, and even yeah. I'm like, MJF has to win this. It just makes too much sense. Like, he has to. Um, for a lot of different reasons. And another reason why I kind of don't think Jericho will actually retire is because he's he said for years in interviews that he just kind of wants to vanish from wrestling. Like, he doesn't want it to be, like, a big thing. Like, I don't think he actually wants to have, like, a retirement match. Like, I, I, I think he just want, he wants to leave at the top of his game and just kind of disappear before people can even, like, realize he's gone. Like, he, that's how he wants to, like, leave the business at some point. Just seems very Jericho. Yeah, yeah. He just, yeah, he, I think, and honestly, like, in his, like, perfect scenario is just, like, you know, having a, like, here's the thing. If I thought Jericho was ready to actually retire, I would say, like, this would be the the way. Because, like, MJF, like, Jericho handpicked MJF to be the first member of the inner circle when he joined AEW. He did, they didn't wind up going that direction. He wound up doing a different group. But apparently when he went to Tony Khan with the idea of the group, the first person he said was MJF. Because, like, he, has, he sees MJF as, like, his successor. And... But there's also, like I said, there's just all these other options looming out there. All this stuff he can do. Like, I'm sure he wants to wrestle Ultimo Dragon again. I know Ultimo's talked to AEW. Like, they, that's a match that I don't think Jericho would pass up if he had the opportunity again. And then, once again, the Forbidden Door. All this stuff he can still be doing. And he's still doing it at a high enough level that, like... But then again, that's kind of a perfect way to vanish, too, is, like, you're killing it. And you're leaving us wanting more. And then you just kind of disappear before we can, like, get totally sick of you. That's the real, that's the real tipping point for most wrestlers is like leaving when people still like you, but not holding on so long that people like the whole staying, you know, being a hero until you become the villain kind of thing. Yeah. You don't want to overstay your welcome. Yeah. Now Jericho, once again, he's in a different kind of category because he's already been in the business for over three decades. So like, that's not many people make it to that. Yeah, but I think the match will be good. I think it'll be the best of their matches, one on one against each other. But yeah, I think Jericho, uh, Jericho's got to lose that one. It's got to be MJF. <clears throat> the next match we got. This is the match outside of Punk versus Darby. This is the match I'm the most excited for. We got Miro as the AEW TNT champion defending the title against Eddie Kingston. Who do you think wins this one and walks away with the TNT title? Now you see, this is. An interesting matchup. I'm torn. I'm really torn. I, I'm going to go ahead and, because I love Eddie Kingston, right? I think Eddie Kingston deserves to be champion of everything. He's just a multi-talented freaking renaissance man. I just love him so much. I think this will tear the house down. But I feel like Miro needs to win. I feel like Miro is established as like God's favorite and they gave him the new TNT champ. I mean, they made him a special belt for the TNT championship. And I feel like he's one of those people that should stay TNT champion for a while and establish that belt and make it, you know, really 
make it legit. I mean, not that it wasn't legit before. It was extremely legit. But he keeps solidifying himself as one of those brute forces. So I'm going to go ahead and just go with Nero just because I kind of like what they're doing with him. I like his whole gimmick right now. He's like my hot wife and God's favorite or whatever. Yeah, and Flexible wife. Yeah. And uh, I, I just really like what they're doing with him. But I think this is going to be a really good match. And like I said, I don't think... The beauty with AEW is Eddie Kingston's not going to come out looking bad. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really happy that we're finally getting the Miro that like because I've never been a big Rusev Miro fan. Like I just never thought he was that good. Like I thought he was okay, but I never thought he was like as good as what you know. So, so much of his fan base was like you know he has had a lot of fans and like a really loud fan base and you know. I, I just never really, it just never really clicked with me that much. Like, I always thought he was okay, but not, like, a, a main event level guy. I just never felt that way about him. But yeah. what he's been doing lately has been really, really, really good. Like, I like the promos a lot. I like what he's doing in the ring. They're making him look like an animal out there. Um, but he's still selling when he needs to it to make other people still look good as well. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I like him as TNT champion a lot so far. And I, 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 right now, this is like easily the most I've ever been into Miro, like easily. And I, yeah. and I think that this match against Kingston is, I was talking about how uh, Moxley and Kojima is kind of like a New Japan style match. This is like an all Japan style match. Like these guys are going to be yeah. just chopping the hell out of each other and stiff clotheslines and, and potato punches and the whole deal. So like, I think these guys are going to beat the hell out of each other. I think it's going to look like Kingston's going to come close to winning a few times. I do think Miro's going to win. I wouldn't be surprised if this is where we got the debut of Lana in AEW. Um, I think she's coming. I I don't want to see her wrestle in AEW. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but that's just a bit just being honest. Yeah, she's just not a very good wrestler. It's it's similar. I talked about it with Doug last night. Like, there's something admirable, right, about, like, wanting to try something and like wanting to be good at something like like brandy rhodes is a really good example like she really wanted to be a good in-ring wrestler and she tried really hard and and but it just never really clicked right it just it just wasn't it just didn't work out that well i feel the same way about lana same kind of thing where i think she's a great presence on the show and i think that she adds a lot to miro's character like her standing next to miro makes miro look that much more badass but I don't need to see Lana wrestling. So exactly. if they can keep that balance, I, I'm, I'd be happy to see her in, in AEW. I just don't want her in the ring because I think that that's when the the problems with that is like you have Lana against like Britt Baker or something or Thunder Rosa or you know if they get like Serena Deeb back or whatever and stuff. And if she just if she just doesn't look good in those matches, which you know, which to be honest, she probably won't the reason that I'm saying all this is because then the fans will turn on her and not want to see her with Miro. Like you want, you know, you want her looking good on the show. Like don't overexpose her in the ring. Like just let her be the hot wife to Miro. There's nothing wrong at all with being a manager in pro wrestling and being successful as a manager. It's a great spot to have. And I think Lana is, is kind of a rare exception of somebody in like current day that can just be a manager and not have to wrestle and still stay really over with the fans. Plus, she has this life outside of wrestling. Like she's killing it, like in like social media yeah. and all this. Like she has all these other outlets to to continue to be successful. So, like um, that said, Miro's got to win this match, I think. But the part of it too, Eddie 
Eddie rarely ever wins big matches in AEW, and it doesn't hurt him at all. It's like it's wild because, and I think part of it is when he gets that big win. Like I think he'll win something big in uh, in New York when they go to Arthur Ashe. I think he'll have a big match, and I think he'll probably win something big there. Um, not necessarily like the title, but you know, I think he'll have a big moment finally there. So, um, so yeah, we're we're both on the same page though. We got Miro retaining the title. After that, we've got a steel cage match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Champions, the Young Bucks, defending against the Lucha Brothers. We've seen this match a few times in AEW, but it's been like a couple years since the last time we saw it. So, um, I like yeah. I like that it's been a, a minute, and there's a real chance that the Lucha Brothers win. Um, there there are still a lot of really good tag teams for the Young Bucks to wrestle, though. Still fresh matchups and, and really good rematches too. Um, like they could run it back with, you know, Jurassic Express. They could, yeah. Yeah. you know, whenever, uh, Darius Martin comes back, cause like Dante's been killing it in his absence. Like, yeah. like Top Flight's gonna get a big push. Um, I wanna see Anthony Henry debut in AEW and, uh, and get back together with JD Drake and reform the War Horsemen, cause that, that team would be sick. Um, they've got, they've got a lot of these like really, really good options. But the, the good thing is whether the Lucha Brothers are the champions or the Young Bucks are the champions, all these teams are, are available to AEW, so it's like, you just continue, we're gonna continue to get really, really damn good tag team wrestling regardless. And we also have, you know, FTR and Santana and Ortiz, and I mean, there's just, you know, I, I wish Trent was still, uh, healthy. I, I, I hate that he's out. I know. Um, I love the best friends, but it's cool to see Wheeler Yuta getting that shot with, uh, with Chuck as a tag team and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of factors in this one. I think the match itself is gonna be insane. Um, I think that Phoenix is going to try to replicate the Elix Skipper cage walk. I just have a feeling about it that he's going to try to straddle the do the tight the the, the uh, tightrope walk across the cage or something. Ooh. Yeah, and AEW's cage is high. Like I was there in Atlanta for their first cage match with uh, Cody and Wardlow, and that is a tall steel cage. So I'm looking forward to this a lot. I am going to take the Young Bucks to retain. But as I said earlier, it wouldn't surprise me if Andrade won and the Death Triangle helped him with that. That maybe they'd help them win the uh, the tag titles as well. But I feel like there's just more to do with the Young Bucks as the champions still, especially if Kenny holds on to the AEW title. So uh, I got to go with the Young Bucks. But I think this match is going to be, you know, this will probably be the best actual match of the night. Man, we are just on the same page today. I completely agree with you. I feel like the Young Bucks... I really, there's a lot of people who think, and, and I'm made, I'm kind of on the same page that like Jurassic Express should have won that match, but I see why they're running this one back. Like you said, it could be, you know, something to do with Andrade, and it's, I mean, it's, it's a guaranteed barn burner match. I mean, it was last time we saw it, and now it's in Steel Cage, and it's going to be even better. It's going to be freaking nuts. It's going to be a spot fest, and I'm totally okay with that. But I'd like to see the Young Bucks retain solely because. Like you said, there are so many other matches that I feel like need to happen. And I feel like Lucha, uh, the Lucha Bros don't, you know, get hurt from a loss here. And I feel like the people that should win or the tag team that should win should be a team that needs to come up and select Jurassic Express. I feel like Jungle Boy is super freaking hot right now and he's super over and he would be him and Luchasaurus with the tag team belts would be great. And I feel like that would be such, it's the perfect and easiest babyface pop win you could get for those tag titles, honestly. 
So I'm going to go ahead and say yep, the Young Bucks retain. Um, but we shall see if Andrade decides to interfere. Yes. And, and part of why it doesn't hurt the, the Lucha Brothers to lose matches like this, too, is, like, they're both... One, something that makes them unique to most teams is they can both have singles careers also. So, like... Exactly. So even if they lose tag team title matches, like, even if they're not going to be in the in line for the tag titles all the time, you can have Phoenix wrestling singles, you can have uh, uh, Penta wrestling singles and stuff. Like, they, they still have plenty of stuff they can do on the show to stay relevant on the show. So, um, yeah, I... There was one other thing about the Young Bucks. Oh, yeah, and also I was going to mention the Young... One thing we always got to keep in mind, Young Bucks on pay-per-view, like, they... That, that's can't-miss TV if you're a wrestling fan. The Young Bucks always live on pay-per-view, so... Oh, it's so good on pay-per-view. They've been... You know they've been practicing this match for forever. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be... I mean, we're probably going to see someone take, like, a Canadian Destroyer, like, off the top of the cage. Like, like there's... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, spots they did with the tables last time... Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, we're both taking the Young Bucks, but we, we, neither of us would be surprised if, if this was where the Lucha Bros won the titles. But, uh, yeah, I think Young Bucks are just the safer pick. After that, we have Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending the AEW Women's World Championship against Chris Statlander. Um, how do you feel about this matchup, and who do you think walks away with the Women's Championship? Well, this is the match we were supposed to get a long time ago, isn't it? Yeah. Before Satlander uh, was hurt. Yeah, she was hurt. Um, I think this is going to be a great match. I love Chris Statlander, and while I do think that eventually was an AEW Women's Championship match, I feel like right now is Britt Baker's time. I feel like Britt Baker needs to be a long-term established champion because she comes across as a long-term established champion. I think that Britt Baker is the moment. She is the vibe. She is everything. And I do expect this match to actually be really, really good. I expect it to deliver. I expect it to be freaking amazing and fun. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on it. And like I said, I don't think Chris Statlander is going to look bad here. I really don't uh, in a loss. But I just, I think Britt Baker needs a long-term established uh, title reign just because she had such a long-term established fight to get the damn title. I felt like she lost a lot and uh, before she eventually won it. So, or she didn't lose, but she was just down on her luck. Well, no, she did She did lose. Like, I mean, she lost the Thunder Rosa match. She lost to Nala Rose in that tournament. Like, Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, and then, you know, she got hurt and all that stuff, and now she's finally back. And so I just I think for Baker. Yeah. So but she, she, she was always like, it's every, everyone knew she was going to be the champion at some point. It was just a matter of, like, when it happened. And the way that it played out wound up being perfect. Because, um, you know, Britt Baker, she's easily the most over woman that they have on the show. But she, like, rivals, like, everyone, regardless of gender, as far as, like, how over she is with that company. Like, I mean, it's hard to compare to, like, CM Punk because that's the pops that he's going to be getting right now are just going to be huge because it's been so long since we've seen it. He's really been on the show pretty much since the beginning of AEW. Britt Baker's right up there as being, like, as over as, like, pretty much anyone else they have, honestly. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible what she's been able to accomplish. Um, I mean, CM Punk, the first words out of his mouth were putting Britt Baker over. Which was awesome. That means a lot. 
Um, yeah, it so, does. So, I mean, you can't take the title off Britt is kind of where I'm going with it. You, know, you just can't. You can't. She's got to be a long-term champion. She means too much to the company right now. Um, that said, I think it's going to be really, really hard. Maybe Britt might never, and this isn't a dig, but like she might never top the match she had with Thunder Rosa. That was probably the best female match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Um, that was so good. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, But I think this will be the second best match she's had in AEW with with Statlander right here. Like this will be, yeah. yeah, I mean, Chris Statlander's awesome, and she hasn't even had a chance to like fully show what she can really do in AEW. Like, I was a big fan of hers in Beyond Wrestling before she got mm-hmm. signed and she was one of like a handful of women on the indies that like I really was into when she did intergender matches which like I think those are just really hit or miss like some some girls are really good at it some girls it just doesn't look right to me and Chris Statlander had really damn good intergender matches on the indies like really good to the point where I was like if she did this on national tv like I'd have I'd have no problem with it like I kind of wanted to see her in impact wrestling because they do more intergender wrestling and like that's that's how highly I think of Statlander like she can wrestle anybody regardless of gender and she can do really damn good so I think her and Britt is going to be really 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 good um and I love that Statlander's finally getting an action figure soon too so I'll be getting that um I'm probably going to get that whole set. They're releasing all the best friends. There's already an Orange Cassidy, but they're going to do a second Orange Cassidy. Trent, Chuck, and Statlander all is like uh, all in the same set, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, I got to go Britt Baker. But I'm really happy, really happy Statlander is in is in this spot because she should be a main event level uh, wrestler for AEW, and this is going to be a, a big opportunity for her, and I think she's going to kill it. So. Very happy about everything. Everything that has to do with that one. Now, this is where it gets interesting because I'm assuming the main event's going to be Punk and Darby, but yeah. it, it depends on. There's one scenario that makes it to where I kind of feel like it might be Kenny still, but we're gonna. I'll go with this match first. We'll say Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage, AEW World Title on the line. So. I, we still have Dynamite tonight and Rampage tomorrow before the pay-per-view. I still think there's a chance that Christian has to put the Impact title on the line against Kenny. I think that they sh- I think it'd be smart if they did title versus title. Now, that makes it a, even a little more predictable that Kenny probably would win. Um, but I think everyone's expecting Kenny to win anyways. So, yeah. you know, and I think they've kind of, they've either, it's it's good. These are what I'm about to say are are very good problems to have. So like in Impact Wrestling, you know Christian's the champion now. He's been on the show, and they're building him versus Ace Austin for the title, which is awesome. Like I've been calling for Ace Austin to get a world title shot for like over a year now, and him and Christian is a really damn good matchup, and they're building it, and they're making fans think like that is the next uh, like Impact special main event is going to be Christian versus Ace Austin. And if that's exactly what winds up happening and nothing changes, and that's the title match for Impact, I'm 100% fine with it. I think that I think that's great, Christian versus Ace Austin. But Ace Austin versus Kenny Omega is even better. And, yeah. And, you know, and that, that's nothing against Christian. It's just Kenny Omega is like, I know I'm going to sound like an AEW fanboy saying this, but, like, Kenny Omega is, like, a once-in-a-generation level guy. Like, there's... 
there's very few people right now that I consider to be on or close to his level as like an overall pro wrestler right now. And Christian just isn't quite on his level. I think Christian's really, really, really damn good, and he's a legend and a Hall of Fame level guy for sure. But like, if I have my my choice of like Christian versus Ace Austin or Kenny Omega versus Ace Austin, like I'm going Kenny Omega ten out of ten times. So I think there's a chance that what they're doing in Impact right now is somewhat of a red herring, and like they're setting up matches for Christian over there to make you think that like if this winds up being title for title you're thinking more like, oh, Christian might retain because, like, he has stuff brewing over an impact. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't just pull him from that, would they? But, like, they would if Kenny won the title. So, that said, I think it's pretty obvious, like, Kenny Omega's gonna win this match. It's just a matter of, does Kenny win the match and also win back the impact title in the process? I guess that's kind of what I want to see. Um, but I think this match is gonna be really good. Their, their match on uh, on Rampage was done really well, and that was, like, a like a 10 to 15 minute match and this will be probably a little bit longer and it'll be really good. But I mean, I, I, there's just no way they take the title off of Kenny Omega. Yeah, I completely agree. I just think Kenny is just such a good champion and I don't, to me, even if I know Christian Cage has like earned his spot and stuff, but it does kind of feel like he just comes in and he would just come in and like win the championship. It's very kind of, anti it's very establishment and i feel like aw is very anti-establishment and as same goes along the lines of being so you know anti-establishment and chaotic with you know but wait christian cage has matches scheduled in impact for the championship how how can he lose it it makes no sense it does make sense in an aw standpoint to kind of lose that predictability that you have and kind of go for a shock and have Kenny also win the impact championship, whether or not that happens, I don't know, but it does. When you say it, it does seem like it makes a lot more sense to have that happen. I mean, I, it feels like there has to be a purpose to Christian Cage winning those titles on that rampage episode. There has to be. So I don't know. We'll see. I, but I do pick Kenny Omega to retain the AEW championship regardless. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's going to be really solid, regardless. It's going to be a really good match. Um, now, the reason that I think that there's a chance this could be the main event is it just depends on how they want to do this. How they, it, it depends on how Tony Khan and the, the team want to play the end of this show. Yeah. Because you're guaranteed a massive pop for CM Punk. Guaranteed. Like, he's going to get cheered. Like, they're not going to be able to start that match for a handful of minutes when that bell rings because the fans are going to be just chanting so much. They're going to be doing the the Hogan rock, like, you know, looking at the crowd and just soaking it in. Um, And then I think, you know, we'll get to the prediction of that match, but, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that CM Punk's going to win. But, but. And obviously, like, if he does that, they can just send the fans home happy, and, you know, you're going to get this big, massive pop. Or, do you do that as the co-main event? Because you're guaranteed for all these things to happen. Like, all everything I just said is going to happen, whether it's the main event or the co-main event. And then, do you have Kenny versus Christian, which I think, to a certain degree, will kind of, it'll kind of 
you know, you're going to be way up here, like way up here for the CM Punk stuff. And then it'll kind of drop a little bit for the for Kenny and Christian, but it won't like you know it's not going to like plummet, but it's not going to be yeah. quite that level of energy. But that could be by design because if the show's ending, Kenny Omega retains the title, he grabs a microphone, you know, good night, mwah, good night, you know, bang or whatever he does, and right when he does the bang final countdown hits and Brian Davidson yeah. comes out like that's that's a damn good way to end the show um because Brian Danielson I don't know if he can generate the same pop that CM Punk will because it's in Chicago but also because it's in Chicago that's a lot of smart mark fans like they're going to be going insane for Brian Danielson so yeah. um that's where I gotta think I think they gotta figure out like do they do Punk versus Darby as the main event and just guarantee because the other the other scenario would be Brian Danielson still coming out after Kenny Omega retains, but if you and you can still do that though, like you could still do Kenny and and Christian co-main, Brian Danielson debuts, the whole place just loses their mind, and then before they have a chance to cool down, cult of personality hits. You know what I mean? It's like you know they just keep it rolling through the main event. Um. So who knows? But do you, do you think that we get Brian Danielson on this show? It seems like all the all the uh, cards are pointing that way. It would seem. I really do wish that he would debut and as he originally planned. But I mean, plans change, and I think CM Punk's little hint kind of did that. Or maybe you know they've got other people lined up that they would like to debut there. Maybe like an Adam Cole, or maybe like a a Bray Wyatt, or what what have you. I don't even know. But um. Maybe there's, you know, plans change and contracts end and opportunities present themselves. And, um, I, well, I do feel like CM Punk definitely gets the win here. I feel like his first match back in seven years, even though he's about putting that talent over, even though he's all about, you know, getting the younger talent over, I feel like he needs a win. Obviously, it's been seven years and the last time we saw him, he got his ass beat in MMA. So, I feel like it's time. I feel like it's time for him to just get that win, go, hey, I am back. But, you know, maybe at the end of the match they have a nice handshake or something like that or a, a symbol of respect and they go at it again and eventually Darby Allen gets that win or what what have you. Uh, but I do feel like uh, – I feel like Brian Danielson probably does debut here. Where? I don't know. How I don't know, but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a huge pop, regardless. This this card is gonna be lit. We did get a super chat from Matt. Thank you so much, Matt. He is in Chicago, so just got to my hotel in Chicago. So hyped for these five days. Thank you, Matt. I'm excited for you. I went to All Out in Chicago the first time. God, it was so much fun. It is an absolute blast. You need to have so much fun. Take lots of pictures. Share them with us. I'd love to see you having a good time. Enjoy the pay-per-view because this is going to be badass you're going to witness history you're going to witness cm punk's first match back in seven years and it's just it's going to be amazing and i'm still in shock i mean it's, it's a given that brian danielson is in AEW, but it's gonna like seeing cm punk i was like oh my god it's real oh my god it's real. seeing brian danielson aka daniel bryan in an AEW ring it's just going to blow my mind. It's it still doesn't feel real because to me, Daniel Bryan, while he had such a strong independent history in the past, seemed very much like he had become a WWE guy, especially with his wife being such 
a WWE person and such a big celebrity on like E and stuff like that with the Bella show and stuff. He was such an establishment guy, it seemed. And to see him in an AEW ring will really be like, wow, this is monumental. This is huge. So I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Matt, if you're enjoy Chicago, definitely have a good time. Uh, you should consider checking out GCW while you're there if you're not planning on going. They got like they got like five shows or something this week and this weekend. Yeah. They have War Games the night before um, before All Out, which I think is going to be that that That's show's going to be so nuts. Good. Yeah, so a lot of good stuff, uh, a lot of good indie stuff in Chicago this weekend, and then of course All Out. Um, yeah, the the Punk Darby match, like like you said, it just CM Punk has to win the match. I think afterwards, it'll be cool to see Punk kind of like shaking hands and interacting with like Darby Allen and Sting. <clears throat> Especially, it's like it's so it's so wild. We're living in a world where like Sting and Punk can have like can like square off in the ring. Like it's like wild that like this is real and this is actually happening. Um, Darby Allen. He's the future of their company. He's been built really, really well by AEW. And that's not going to end anytime soon. You know, even though he's going to lose to Punk here, it's only going to help Darby's career because he's going to be viewed as the one who CM Punk came back wanting to wrestle, which already puts him over. Um, He called him for seven years. Yeah, exactly. And, And Punk's even said, you know, if, you know, when I was 15, when I was into wrestling, like, if Darby Allen was around, he would have been my favorite wrestler, and, like, he clearly, he clearly is a, a very big fan of what Darby's doing, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, CM Punk's gotta win this match, I, I you know, and, and as far as, like, Brian Danielson, I think, I think he has the debut going directly at Kenny Omega, like, they need to do that as fast as possible, uh, while they have the chance, like, don't, don't risk anything with that. Like the match is right there in front of you, and and especially if Kenny Omega can wrestle Brian Danielson and retain over Brian Danielson, that makes Hangman Page look even better if he's the one to beat Omega for the title in like a couple months yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, but and also like if Brian Danielson beat Kenny Omega, like I don't think anyone would really have a problem with it. Like, sure, we want Hangman to be the one to do it, but like, who's gonna actually be upset? with Brian Danielson winning the AEW title. Like, that would be... It's huge. Um, yeah. And, you know, Hangman's wife is having a baby, so, I mean, maybe he wants to be out a little bit longer. You never know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we don't know. So, yeah, these are all... Uh, this is all huge. And then over in... Uh, for the Arthur Ashe show, I think you do... I think you do Brian Danielson at All Out, and then I think you do Adam Cole at Arthur Ashe. Um, or Bray Wyatt, if he's, I don't know what the, how long the, the, the non-compete is versus like when they can show up on this stuff, but they have people up their sleeve that they can, that they can use. Like you can even have Adam Cole show up. If if Adam Cole is, is legitimately completely out of his contract, which is what it seems like is the case right now, he could hypothetically show up on, on Dynamite on Wednesday. I mean, he could show up really whenever. Um, he show up you can show up to yeah. You, you can show up tonight. That's a really good point. I mean, that'd be sick. That'd be a great way to uh, go home for the for the pay per view. Like Adam Cole comes out and every gets everyone buzzing, and it's like, damn. Like I've got, like, anyone who's on the fence is like, I gotta watch all out now. Like, yeah, so, right. If you're not already buying it for CM Punk, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could even debut Brian Danielson 
tonight if you wanted to, which, like, I, I would wait on the pay-per-view, but, like, you have all these surprises that, I mean, and, and AEW has been really, really smart about how they're getting people involved. So, I, I mean, I, it's, it's wild. I talked about it last night with Doug, but, like, I really, it's hard to believe that, like, we're actually living in a world now where, like, this is, it's like WCW's back almost. Like, they're, like, not directly, but, like, almost like the spiritual successor, like, on TNT with, like, this smart Mark fan in his 30s, like, calling the shots and all this stuff. And the fact that, like, there's legitimate competition, like, yes, WWE is, is light years ahead when it comes to, like, the TV deals, and the worldwide distribution and all that stuff, for sure. Like, they've, they're, they've been established for forever. But, like, AEW is competition to them. Like, they are. And are they going to overtake the WWE anytime soon? Probably not. But I think WWE is going to continue to transition more and more. Like I've said before, I said this on the show last night too. I'm not even blaming WWE for this, right? Like if they're, they're, if they're going to continue to go the route they're going, I don't necessarily, necessarily think it's even a bad idea. Like when I was a kid, if, like, Sting would have showed up on Power Rangers and, like, helped the Power Rangers beat one of their enemies or something, that would have been the coolest thing in the world to me as a kid. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I think WWE has the opportunity to do that kind of stuff in the future. Like, you're going to get, you know, Roman Reigns on SpongeBob or whatever. And it's like, I, as a 30-something-year-old person, like, I don't care about that anymore, so I don't watch the show. But if I was a kid that kind of crossover stuff would be awesome. And I think WWE is just going to keep going more and more towards that. Where, like, the wrestling... The wrestling is almost an afterthought with the WWE in the future. Like, it's going to be more about creating kind of pseudo-celebrities that also wrestle a little bit. So, like, you kind of know they're badass kind of fighters. But you don't see them, like... There's not really so much about the wrestling as it is about, like, just being in pop culture and, and getting crossovers with like children's licenses and stuff like that. Because I think there's, there's a very, very big market for that. And I think they can sustain that for a long time. And they can also sell their company based on these things, which I think they, they're trying to do. So, yeah, I... and the reason I say all this is because I think AEW has the opportunity to be the number one pro wrestling company. Like they might not ever be as big of a brand as the WWE is, but I think the WWE is going to be way more of an entertainment brand and AEW is going to pick up the ball for professional wrestling. And the fact that we're living in this world right now, like, I mean, even but, 10 years ago, I would have said this is impossible. So I, I can't, I, I think it's just, this is an amazing time to be a wrestling fan. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's pretty much everything I've got. Uh, anything else uh, from you, Jesse, before we kind of wrap the show up here? Nope, I think uh, just uh, thank you. Welcome, Zach. Welcome. Thank you so much to the chat. Thank you, Corey and George and Bills, Mafia, everybody. You guys freaking rule. We love our chat. We love you guys. You're awesome. Thank you so much for everything. Um, if you guys could, please, if you've liked this video, give it a thumbs up. Like this video. And if you love what you've seen here, please do consider subscribing. Um, it really does help out the algorithm and gets more amazing, cool, like-minded people in the chat like we we just love our chat and we welcome you zach it's a new face we're glad to have you welcome to the chat so Corey's awesome bill's mafia is awesome george is awesome they're, they're all awesome 
So um, do comment on this video when it's done, too. Um, that way the algorithm will point this video to more awesome, amazing people like yourselves. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much, Jesse, for all of that. And I am pulling up uh, the sponsors here. So, oh, you know what? I'm going to pull up the sponsors in just a second because I don't want y'all seeing all my personal Facebook information on the screen because that's kind of <laughs> creepy. Um, all right, we should be good here. So, I want to give a quick thank you to the sponsors of this show, starting off with Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the place to be for all action figures, uh, autographs, autogra you know, 8x10s, uh, DVDs, they have everything you think of for pro wrestling. They're nice people. They give you fair business. They do sales on their Facebook page. And you can check out their new website, musiccitytoys.biz. They got a little section on there for the Fight Talk podcast. Um, so we always appreciate them. They have a retail location at 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. So you can check that out if you're local to the Nashville, Tennessee area. And uh, make sure to follow them on all social media at Music City Toys. Also, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. That is the place to be for fantasy pick'em contests for professional wrestling. They did a SummerSlam pick'em contest recently where the winner won $1,000. Second and third both got 100 And they also gave away all these title belts that you see on the screen. All these winged eagle championship belts and mini belts. So, always a good time over there at WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to follow them on social media at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests and raffles in the giveaways and all the stuff that they do over there. Also, shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a boxing coach. He is an owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, they got more and more people competing uh, professionally right now, which is awesome. Um, I should have the Fight Talk logo on some of their fight shorts soon, which is pretty cool. Um, and speaking of fight shorts, I hope CM Punk on Sunday, I forgot to mention this, I talked about it with Doug, but I hope he comes out for his match wearing his old school like fight shorts that he used to wear in Ring of Honor, like not the not the wrestling speedo, but like the like the shorts he used to wear. Because this is CM Punk returning to pro wrestling. Like he's made yeah. it clear, like WWE was not pro wrestling to him. Like this is him coming back to his roots. Wouldn't even be surprised if he dyed his hair blonde again. You never know, right? Because um, like I want to see Brian Danielson fully shaved. I want to see all of his hair gone off his face and his yeah. head just fully shaved. American Dragon. Um, but that said. Brian Jensen, he's got he's got people out there uh, competing at an amateur or pro level. You know, if you if that's your goal, he can help you with that. If you want to lose weight, get in better shape, learn some self defense, whatever it is, Brian can help you reach your goals. If you have a neurological issue like um, Parkinson's, MS, dystonia, anything like that, Brian is 100% certified to help with all those things as well. He does really good uh, dexterity work and flexibility stuff and, and stretching and stuff that. It really, really can help you regardless of like your age and stuff. So it doesn't matter, you know, how, you know, what your experience level is or what kind of shape you're in or anything. Brian can help you reach your personal goals. If you're in the, if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area or anywhere nearby, you can come to his gym in, in the Sandy Springs area. He can meet you at your business in a park, whatever. Uh, if you're anywhere else in the world, he can help you remotely. He can help you through Zoom calls, Skype meetings, all that kind of stuff. The best way to get in touch with him is to hit him up on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Just shoot him a message, and like the rest of our sponsors, if you tell them that me and Jesse sent you their way, I promise you get a really good deal on whatever you're trying to do. Lastly, just a quick shout-out to independentwrestling.tv. Use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, all is one word with no space. 
throw that in the promo code spot here on IWTV.live or independentwrestling.tv. Just to give you all an example of all the content on this website, I'm going to take this. I'm going to scroll really fast, but these are all companies. You can see right here, like Action Wrestling. This company alone has 44 events. They run out of Tyrone, Georgia. They're amazing. New South, this has 81 events. They run out of Mount Alabama. Amazing companies. Look at all these shows. I'm gonna. I'm going so fast that it's not gonna be able to keep up with the with the logos. But like, look at all these companies on the screen right now. You get all. Insane. You get all of this for nine dollars and ninety nine cents a month. Plus, they do live streams. Like at this point, multiple streams a weekend. I mean, so you get to watch live wrestling. Everything gets archived on the on the site. I mean, just incredible. This is my favorite independent company in the world right here, Southern Underground Pro, out of Nashville. So yeah, check check this out. Once so once again, just use code Fight Talk. It helps support the show. F I G H T T A L K. And then of course you can follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore F I G H T T A L K underscore. I'll keep everything updated uh, that I do there. And you can also check out my work at All Things MMA on YouTube if you're a fan of mixed martial arts. Jesse, we get you pulled up here and tell them what you got going on. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. Obviously, you can follow me on Twitter for my live tweeting wrestling. That's at Jesse the Buckeye. Um, that's where you'll find me most of the time. My Instagram's private, my Facebook's private, but what's not private unless you subscribe, or it is private unless you subscribe to my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. That's where you can see more of me, more fun side of me. Um, OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. Um, obviously, you can catch me on here on the YouTube channel. Please make sure that you're subscribed so that you don't miss out on any of our live streams because we're kind of fluid with the days and the time. But if you're subscribed, you'll get an alert that we're going live. And if you follow both of us on Twitter, you'll definitely know. Um, and then also I do have my podcast with Jamie Kilstein it's called K-Babes. Uh, if you just go to the iTunes store or Spotify and search K-Babes, it'll pop right up. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and let them know that you want to see more of us. And, yeah, we've got some really – I don't know if we've officially announced to our first um, – yeah, that's it, woohoo. Um, I don't know if we've officially announced who our first guest was, but we interviewed him um, yesterday and talked about um, wrestling and comedy and podcasting. So that's a little hint for anybody. There are some good clues. I know, yeah. I know who it is, by the way, but, yes. I. Uh, but, yeah, it was a very, very good, uh, deep and meaningful conversation, actually. It was very wholesome. So, yeah, K-Babes – over on iTunes, give us a five-star review and subscribe to here because I love this podcast. This is the OG podcast. This is the one, the fun. And, yeah, so this one's always still going to be going on, too. So, uh, yeah, because we enjoy it and we love it. So, yeah, that's all I've got. Oh, Jesse25 for Papa John's. Football on this weekend. Ohio State. Ohio State plays tomorrow. They play Minnesota. Nice. Uh, so if you want pizza from Papa John's, papajohns.com. Use the code JESSE25 for 25% off your Papa John's pizza order. Hell yeah. Use that code. Get some Papa John's, JSSI25. I am pumped for the football season to be back. I had my fantasy draft last night. I'm very happy. Got got some of my Vikings that I really wanted. So at least, at least I got that for the season. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be a fun time, uh, wrestling's back or wrestling is or football's back but wrestling is like i mean this is like like the best time ever to be a wrestling fan so yeah, yeah for sure very uh 
very, very happy right now about everything going on. And uh, there was something else I wanted to say about your new show, and I can't remember what it was. But make sure y'all are going over there supporting. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Um, your that show is mainly that's audio only, right? Through Spotify yes. and iTunes. Audio only, yes. So For this now, will yeah. still be the place. Like, if y'all want to come, drop the super chats interact with the chat and all that like me and jesse are going to be right here to yeah. still make sure your voices are heard live on this show so um, yeah it's not live it's pre-recorded so the k babes is so right so two different types of shows which i think is really cool too like i i do that yeah. also like i do i do, yeah, some do pre-recorded. yeah i do the weekend and then like there's episodes of fight talk that i do like i'm going to be doing another interview like this weekend and stuff so you know cool. i like doing i like doing the pre-recorded and the live it's a good it's good to mix it up and, and do both it's a good it's a good way to get it, like especially for the show it's so chill and i can you know you know what i mean and, and so is k babes but k babes is more like it's pre-recorded this is more like interact with people as well exactly for yeah. sure so good stuff congratulations to jesse on doing more yeah. wrestling stuff and uh yeah it's everything i've got anything left before i uh, hit the button uh, go Bucks, and I hope everyone enjoys All Out. And, yeah, enjoy Dynamite tonight yes. and Rampage. Enjoy Dynamite. Go to Dave & Buster's, half off on Wednesdays, and Skull Vikings. We'll be back probably, what's today? What day is the week is today? Wednesday? Um, I don't know. We'll probably be back, like, early next week, I'm guessing. So just, once again, like Jesse said, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Make sure you give us a thumbs up. Hit that bell for notifications. And make sure you're following both of us on Twitter. And then that way you'll know when we're going live each time. Because it's kind of a last minute thing. Or we usually figure it out the day before or something. So um, that said, enjoy all out. Enjoy football. Enjoy whatever you got going on. And we'll be back probably early next week.